Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. You know what I'm saying? I'm back at it again. It's time to talk Jets. We have a lot to discuss, you know. New York Jets tight end position. We're going to be speaking about that tonight. We're going to talk about all the options that the Jets have in free agency and so forth. We're also going to be talking about some pressure on Joe Douglas. You know what I mean? We're going to be talking about that as well. There's a lot of people in the fan base that feel like, hey, if Joe Douglas does not get to the New York Jets to the playoffs, if he doesn't put a roster together that makes the playoffs next year, there can be some heat on him. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's what I'm hearing from a couple of people in the fan base. We're going to be hearing about that. Also, we have – Sean Payton, you know, has stepped away from the Saints. He's going to go on about his business. We'll see what his future holds. But I want to talk about Robert Sulla as well tonight, you know what I'm saying, and how, how happy I am, how, how, how excited I am that he's our head coach uh, for the New York Jets here and how great of a job we did with hiring him. So we're going to be discussing a lot of things tonight. Again, call in 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number call in. We're going to get to it all. But listen, first, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I am fired up. I'm fired up. All right, your boy is on iTunes as well, the Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Go over there, subscribe to the show, leave me some feedback. You know what I'm saying? I love hearing from you folks. Love hearing from what you know what you think about the show, all that stuff. I love that stuff. So please leave your boy some feedback. Give me a five star rating. Let me know how you feel about the show. I'm also on uh, on Twitter as well, Young J zero 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 again, Young J zero zero zero. It's my personal account. You can also go to my show's account at the Long Beach Joe. You know what I'm saying? Follow that account as well. Talk to me. I talk back. I love talking football. I love going back and forth to folks about everything, man. Some people even want to talk to me about life. You know, you know I'll give you a little, little tidbit here and there about life. I don't have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Also, if you want to see this handsome face, for those of you that, you know, just listen on Blog Talk or listen to me through iTunes, you, you want to see me. You want to see your boy. You want to feel my essence. Come on over to YouTube, okay? That's where we live stream the radio show. Come on over to YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. All right? Give the videos a thumbs up. You'll be able to check out all that stuff, all of the content we post there, my live radio shows, all that stuff. You guys will be in the know if you do that, all right? Salutes to all the savages is there as well. Venom G's, Christopher Phillips, all y'all, man. Salutes to all the savages watching. I call my audience the savages. Why? Because they're savage, all right? Nobody's safe around here. They get after everybody, even me, even me. So <laughs> here we are after a wonderful, wonderful weekend of games in the playoffs. I mean, Wow. The playoffs couldn't – this this weekend of the playoffs couldn't have been any better. I mean, it was phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. 
We watched so many great games. I'll tell you what, that Chiefs-Bills game was unbelievable, completely unbelievable. Just scoring match, back and forth. People were going off left and right. It was insane. What a week. What a weekend of games. So many good ones. We saw Brady get his exit out the playoffs. That's always good to see. We saw the Bills get their exit, even though Josh Allen played well. You know, they're a division rival. That's good to see. Bengals take a W. Niners take a W. You know? But then you look at other things that's going on around the league as well. You look at what's going on with Sean Payton and the Saints. Sean Payton has now stepped away from the Saints. This is a guy that's won a ton of games out there. Man, I think it was like 152 wins, Super Bowl champion, won a ton of NFC, uh, NFC South titles. I think he has like seven. A bunch of top offenses, top five offense, I think 11 times. He's had a top 10 offense a bunch of times, made the playoffs a bunch of times. This is a guy that has done a lot for the Saints, a lot. Now he's going to step away. I want to salute him for everything that he's done in the league. I want to salute him for everything he's done. But then I look at the New York Jets, and I, and I was talking to the Jets fans recently, and I was saying, hey, listen, Sean Payton done phenomenal things. We look at a lot of these other coaches around the league, but I'm excited about our head coach as well. I'm excited about some of the things that we're doing here, the future of the New York Jets being led by Robert Sulla. This is a guy that Ever since we got him here, he has infused energy into this franchise. He's a guy that we saw at the start of the season. Again, he brought in Mike LaFleur. He brought in Albridge. They had a new staff in here. They were plugging and playing guys. Even throughout this season, throughout the injuries that we saw, he was able to plug and play guys and get some of the best stuff that, we, that he could possibly get out of those players. You look at the injuries that we had at safety, they plug and played a lot of safety, pulled guys off the street and was able to get wins and Ws, big wins against the Bengals, big wins against the Titans, big win, you know, almost, almost got a big win against the Bucks. Playing competitively, playing competitively down the stretch, even when, you know, we didn't really have anything to play for. You still saw guys give their all to this head coach. I'm excited. I'm excited about the future of the New York Jets, and I'm excited that he's our leader. I wanted to put that out there because I went back and forth with a lot of Jets fans, a lot of Jets fans about him and just everything that he brings to the table. I'm excited about Robert Sulla going into the future. But, again, I want to salute Sean Payton for everything that he's done in this league. This guy, I'm telling you, is a top. And when you look at, again, there's other head coaching openings. Now you put that into there, all right? You put, you put the Saints into the pile of, you know, teams that are looking for head coaches out there, Saints, Bears, Giants, Vikings, Raiders, Jaguars looking for a coach, Dolphins looking for a coach, Broncos looking for a coach, Texans got a coach. I'll tell you what, guys, we got our guys. I'm saying we got our guy. That's all I can say about that. We definitely got our guy. So, again, salute to Sean Payton and everything he's done with the Saints. I really, really uh, like him as a, you know, everything he's done in this league, really like him as a head coach, and I wish him nothing but the best in the future. Now you look at the New York Jets tight end position. Big questions there. Big, big questions there. A lot to discuss, man. You look at what's going on with Zach Wilson. We're looking to hurry up and, you know, continue to have him grow, continue to have him get better in this football league. We've got to give him weapons. We've got to give him – some reliable weapons that he can constantly go to. 
And I think addressing the tight end position this offseason, whether it be the draft or free agency, I think is going to be huge for the New York Jets. We know that we have Croft, Brown, Griffin, Wesco, Yaboa. You know, Croft is going to be, you know, a free agent upcoming. We'll see if we bring him back. So is, so is uh, Daniel Brown as well. You got Robert, uh, you got Ryan Griffin, excuse me, still here. Wesco still here. Yaboa. You look at this tight end position and you say, hey, where's the guy? Where's the explosive playmaking? And I don't think it's necessarily there. I think we need to look, else, look elsewhere. We need to look into free agency. And those names start to come up. Dalton Schultz. That's a name that constantly comes up as well. People are extremely excited about him. This is a guy that had 800 yards, 808 yards, I think, this year. I think he had eight touchdowns. He's going to be a free agent. Maybe he's a guy that we grab. Look, I know a lot of people are overlooking Mike Gusecki. (laughs) I don't know why. I watch him rip us up every year. Here's a guy that could be going to free agency as well. I know that there's a lot of Jets fans that have always had a love affair with Zach Ertz. He's a guy that could end up being – you know, in that market too. So there's a lot of options for the New York Jets to pick and grab a guy and bring him into the fold so that he can be a playmaker for the Jets. There's also a guy, again, a guy like Kenny Yaboa. Maybe he's a guy that we bring into a little bit more into the fold. Maybe next year he steps up and he becomes a better tight end for us. Maybe he becomes a playmaker here too. There's quite a bit of options, quite a bit of options. Even if you look at the draft, there's some guys in the draft. Everyone's screaming, Trey McBride. Trey McBride, I'm telling you, this dude could be there. He could end up being there when it's time for us to draft, let me tell you. Guy from Colorado State, he's making plays, all right? He could end up coming out here and making plays for us as well, too. So we're going to discuss that again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're talking about Robert Seller. Are you excited? about the future with Robert Seller. What are your thoughts about him as a head coach? I want to talk to people about the tight end position. I also want to get your thoughts on, you believe there's pressure on Joe Douglas. I know that there's some people that do believe that, that there's quite a bit of pressure on Joe Douglas to make the New York Jets team a playoff contender next season. So we're going to get into it again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up if you have not already. Also, share the stream as well. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. It helps the stream. You know what I'm saying? And again, share it. Pass it along. Let your family and friends know about what's going on over here. So we're going to get to the callers. First, I'm going to my guy, Colin. My guy, Colin, I'm going directly to him. Salutes to you, Colin. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Colin, it's time to talk about it, man. I want to I want to start first off with Robert Sella. We know that there's other, you know, teams out there looking for head coaches now. I'm so glad that the New York Jets handled business last year, got rid of Gates and brought this guy in here. Give me your thoughts about Sella in the future with him. Are you excited with him as a New York Jets head coach? Um, first of all, good evening, good evening, Joe. Um, Salute to you. Yeah, listen. I mean, we, we, you know, I'm not going to say I'm, like, overexcited right now um, because he, he was a, you know, a, a rookie um, head coach last year. So mm-hmm. um, I think with, with, with all the pieces and, and with the, you know, the draft, all the draft um, positions we have this year, I think this mm-hmm. is, um, is going to be the actual year where – 
we need to either we either going to be excited or we may not be excited. So I I think this is the year for me that I I want to feel some excitement. I didn't feel it last year. Um so so this this year I'm I'm looking forward to you know seeing, you know, seeing Robert Sala coach, you know, in his second year and you know capitalize on some of the mistakes you know he made as a rookie head coach right everyone everyone's going to make mm-hmm. mistakes in their rookie year so um this this is the year for me to be excited about the quarterback the team in general you know the coaches everything it, this is going to be going to be it for me okay um, okay so when you look at the yeah. new york jets so when you when you talk about excitement we i heard you talk about zach wilson as well all the things that he brings to the table I'm hyped for him too. And one thing I think we need to do is really focus on offense this offseason, really ensure that we put him in a position to succeed. And I think a big part of that is going to be addressing the tight end position. When you look at the tight end position, do you think it needs to be just completely blown up and revamped, or do you want to add pieces? I mean, how do you want to handle the situation there at tight end? Colin? Oh, we might have lost him. We might have lost Colin there. Okay. So, uh, listen, <laughs> hopefully Colin is able to get back in. But, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're continuing to take callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, 973. 973, we're coming directly oh, okay, to you. Salute okay. to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, we're talking tight ends tonight. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets tight end position. Hmm. Well, tie-ins, you know, I think you need a little bit of work. But I do want to commend you on uh, Robert Sala. You know, yes, um, I mean, he did – I mean, we did a better job. I mean, most people thought we weren't going to win more than, like, one game this year. So he has really stepped mm-hmm. us up. And if we can get the right tie-in, I think we can do better. Uh, that only happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people expect us to win, like, what, two games this year and thought it would be, you know, uh, just to tank the whole year. We did better than what most people mm-hmm. thought. If we can get the right tight end as well as a good running back, hey, we're, we're in business. Yeah. Now, as for yeah. um, our I'm general a... manager, well, yeah, I mean, I don't think he can take us to a playoff team right away. I mean, we got to take – got to go – you know, can't really go from 2-14 and 14 to 4-13, uh, and 13, all the way up to, say, 13-4. Uh, and four. Probably not going to happen. If we're great, wonderful. But uh, – I don't see it happening just yet. I mean, I think we'll improve. I think we'll improve year by year with the right with the right coaching, uh, the right picks in the draft, uh, running backs, tight ends, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to get it's like it's like getting pieces to a puzzle, and everything has to fit in place. You know, we just mm-hmm. put it all. You know, it's like you, you think you're trying to put like a round peg in a square hole. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You have to do it piece by piece. I know I'm sounding simplistic. But that's how, you know, that's how it generally works. Yeah, so for you, like, like you said as well, so for you it's like, hey, he doesn't have to make us a playoff team this year. But, you know, you're looking for maybe next year or maybe two years from now us being a solid continuer playoff team. I, I respect that take. You know, I'm not here to, to bash anybody. Again, I've gone back and forth with a lot of fans that are saying, hey, if we're not a playoff contender next year, then the seat should really get hot for him. And I'm kind of on the same page as you where it's like, wait a second. When you look at what he took over here, when you look at a lot of the issues that we had, cap issues, you look at a lot of the players that we had here, he was getting rid of guys. He had to make trades. Like, 
getting rid of guys like Jamal Adams, completely having to revamp the roster from a horrific rebuild under the McCagnan, Bowles, and Adam Gaze era, I think it's a little bit, you know, too early to try to say, hey, he needs to be a playoff contender next season. I think we need to make an improvement next season. I think you need to see a better team out there. I think we need to take a step forward. But I'm not looking at the situation going, we need to be a playoff contender. We have to be in the mix. We have to be in the hunt next season. I just want to see us be able to step up and be in be in the running. That's that's what I'm saying. Be in the running and look, you know, even yeah. more competitive than we did this season. Because again, there's still a lot of pieces, a lot of uh, 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 pieces missing as well. Like you spoke to as well. We still have issues along the offensive line. We're still looking for more explosive playmakers. You look at us defensively. There's a lot of holes there as well. A lot of people question our cornerback position. There's questions at safety. We're still looking for a pass rusher. Even though Carl Lawson's coming back, he's coming off. He's coming back off a torn Achilles. So we got to see where he's going to be at within that mix as well. Is he going to be the same guy that we thought we were getting when we signed him? If he's not, then we're still out there looking for a pass rusher. Who's going to be the guy or guys to step up to fill that role? Because up until this point, we haven't had him. So there is a lot of questions, but again, we have a lot of capital. You know, we have cap money, and we also have a lot of capital in the draft to also address these issues. And he set us up very nicely. Two first-round picks didn't come out of midair those were those were changes that Joe Douglas made. Those were trades that he made to ensure that we'd be set up within this situation. So I agree with you there. Now, when you look at this tight end position, going back to it, I'm saying to myself, I look at free agency, and I'm seeing some guys out there that I think could really come in here and make an impact. When you look at the free agency class, that could be Dalton Schultz is a guy that his name is ringing. I'm talking about ringing. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets bringing him in. Is he a guy that you'd like to go after? Mm-hmm. Well, it could be. I don't have anybody in particular in mind. You know, we just need to get you know a good tight end, a good tight end player. You know, just mm-hmm. yeah, anybody because you know that's where you know we're lacking in the, in the defensive department. Like, like I said, and that's what we need to work mm-hmm. on. Offensive yeah. line, our defense, which has been for the past several years, has been, of course, ultimate trash. Yeah, we're looking to clean it up. Yeah, we definitely got to clean it up, man. We definitely got to. So, yeah, my last question before I let you go is, say the Jets forego taking a tight end in free agency. What are your thoughts about them taking them in the draft? Would you be okay with the Jets taking a tight end at 10 in the draft? Would you be all right with that? I'd be be happy with taking any tight end in any position. You know, don't always try to go for the, the top pick because we, what we see in the past few years, every time we get a good top draft pick, whether it's a quarterback or a running back or whatever, you know how they've been turning out? Awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, Zach, you know, okay, preseason was fine. When he got into the first, second game of the season, yeah, horrible. Same thing we had with uh, oh. our previous quarterback, which has been a dumpster fire now for Carolina. And he probably still oh. seeing ghosts anyway. So, uh you know, don't try to go yeah, overboard and always trying to think that the top pick is going to be the best because usually it isn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's other guys as well that we've taken in the first round that has worked out. You look at Vera Tucker, who we actually moved up to take. That was a phenomenal pick Tucker's for good. us as well. We see how he's turned out as a guard. Uh, yeah, Zach Wilson had Tucker's a rough Tucker. start, but we also saw some progression as well throughout the rest of the season. There's another first round pick as well that have worked out for Joe Douglas, but. I think, again, the tight end position, him addressing that, I think is going to be huge for our offense and what we do. So, you know, I I think that that's big for Joe Douglas. I think he needs to address it, whether it be in free agency or the draft. But I'll tell you what, there's options to be had out there. So, again, I want to thank you for calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515 
is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy, Aiden. Aiden, salutes to you. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. You know what I'm saying? I haven't heard from you in a little bit. Give me your thoughts, my friend, about Robert Sulla. How are you feeling about him after this season? Jets head coach, what are your thoughts about the New York Jets rolling into the future with this guy? Are you excited with him at the helm for the New York Jets future? Long Beach Joe, my brother, what is up? What's going on, bro? What's going on? All right. All right, man. Good to talk to you. Hey, here's how I feel about Robert Sala, right? Mm-hmm. He's a rookie coach. So for a rookie coach, if I, had to, if I had to kind of grade him on a rookie curve, I'd say about a B, B minus. I don't feel like he messed mm. up with any, like, management. I don't feel like he messed up with um, even some of his personnel. Um, I'm happy that he got rid of uh, Mike LaFleur and brought in Mike LaBeouf. All right? There's a difference between <laughs> LaFleur and LaBeouf. Okay? There's a difference. Okay? Because my man LaFleur for the first four games looking like Adam Gates 2.0. I was like, oh, here we go yeah. again. Then he said, nah, oh. bro. You cannot babysit the kid. Go up to the booth. Then we start getting mm-hmm. hooking ladders. We're getting reverse passes. It's a fun offense. Yeah. So for that, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It seems like we're competent. After, after like, what, almost, almost a decade of Todd Bowles, who was pretty much a zombie on the field. I mean, good D.C., but as a head coach, he's just not CEO material. And Adam Gates mm-hmm. was a train wreck. We all saw that coming from a mile away. We hoped for the best, but we knew that was, you, we knew that was a Titanic waiting to crash into the iceberg to begin with. That's a fact. So a fact. am I excited yep. about Robert Sala? Yes, I am. Now, with that being said, I just need a couple of tweaks from him. Just a couple of tweaks, okay? <laughs> Which is starting from the front on, right? I feel like mm-hmm. what he's trying to get in his front four is an attack-style defense. Get up the field, get up, get up the field three yards, uh, come hella high water, right? Yep. Yeah, I feel like you can't do that on rundowns, especially with some of the guys you've got, right? So you got Foley, right? Foley, a 320-pound man. You tell him to go up full bore, right, at a running back, right? So either you splatter him like a, like, like a bug on a windshield or you miss him. And you, and you have huge gaping holes, or you get the hell trapped out of you, which happens to him a whole lot. Now, I feel like yeah. in his defense, he took a step back, and not because of not because of, not compared to Foley, because I think Foley can still ball. Uh, it's, 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 it's him trying to piece solid. You know, he wasn't trying to go up the field. I think you should, on, on first down, second down, right, let Foley and, and, Quinnen, and Quinnen Williams do what they do, which what they did well in Greg Williams' defense, which was, they locked out the defensive lineman, peaked to see who the running back was, shedded their lineman, and tackled guys in the backfield. All right? You're not leaving all these huge gaps. 300-pound men are not made to go straight up the field on first and second down. It's like two ships passing the night. The running back goes one way, and you're going the other way. And then you got these huge holes. Second, when you talk about the linebackers, man, I think C.J. Mosley is a beast. I feel like he can cover. Yeah. I feel like Quincy Williams is fast. That was a great find from Joe Douglas, right? He can cover. Yep, but I yep. think when you drop off, they, they, they play these linebackers, in my opinion, way too deep, way too deep. So we're getting killed on screens. We're getting killed on little tight end pop passes. So Mosley, who has the athleticism to go and almost play like that Tampa 2 coverage where that middle linebacker is almost going back like a free safety, it looks good until they dump it off. And then no one's there. And Mosley's like 15 yards down the field, and, he, and you're asking him now to tackle someone in an uh, open field 15 yards away. 
So, you know, I feel like mm. these jump ball screens to the tight ends and the, and the backs, if he just gives it more to a, uh, a match zone principle, which is, hey, he comes my way, boom, he's my man, I'm going to lock him down. We can't cover grass for 15 yards. That's not fair, right? So I think those two adjustments, and then in the D-back, right, Bryce Hall is a beast, bro. Bryce Hall is our best guy. Let him travel with their best guy. So, like, yeah, you got Echoes yeah. who, 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 Echoes, hey, for a six-round, right, for a six-round dude, he performed. But he, he should not be on digs. And when you see that the Bills, I'm, looking, I'm thinking about the last game, they keep picking on him. They kept, they kept having digs on Echoes. That's what the matchup is. Mm-hmm. Put your best on best. Yeah. We don't have the personnel yet, all right? So Bryce Hall is probably a good number two. But for us, he's our number one. Or if you're going to do it, do how Bill Belichick does, where you put Bryce Hall on their number two guy, and then you have uh, a safety that helps Echoes and double teams digs. So that's what Bill mm-hmm. Belichick has been great at. He says, yo, I'm going to take away your number one guy. I'm going to take away your number guy with my number two in the safety over top. And I'm going to, tell, I'm going to have my number two beat up on your uh, – my number one cornerback beat up on your number two. Beat me with something else. Beat me left-handed. So those are yeah. things that come with well, experience. I- but I feel like Salah has some competency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I want to thank you because you're bringing some great points and a lot of fire. I think a lot of the issues this year, though, was personnel. I honestly, and I okay. tell people this all the time, I, I, dude, I watch the Niners. I think we have some of the pieces that it would take to run the Niners' defense because that's literally what we're running. I think Absolutely. we have some of the pieces, but I, we don't have enough, right? I think he would. Nope. I think he's very concerned we're getting burned. And I think that's why he has guys playing so far off back because we don't have a pass rush. See, with the Niners, you got Bosa, you got Warner, you got all yes. these guys. You're not really concerned because it's like, dude, I'll just send that, you know, I'll send my dogs at you and we're going to get you. Yep. <laughs> we're going to get yep. you, dog. Like, either yep. you're going to get hit, right? We're going to bring the smoke to you. You're going to get hit. So you're going to get touched or we're going to sack you. So either you got yep. one second to make a decision, which is probably going to be a really dumb decision, and we're going to pick it off, right. or you're going to be down on the ground screaming because you're going to be hit. You're going to be hurt. We sat you. <laughs> we don't have that, dude. We don't have We don't have that, eh? We really don't. We, when you look at – okay, well, we, had, we, Myers, we had it on paper. Yeah. yeah, we had it on paper. And, again, court, uh, uh, you know, the, Lawson, the guy we, we signed Carl, in free agency. Yeah, Lawson. Carl Lawson. Yeah. We signed him in free agency. Look, I, I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be solid. But, again, he's coming back off a torn Achilles. You gotta wonder, okay, yeah, bro. what is he actually gonna look like, right? Because again, oh, a lot of people, a lot of people, and, and again, knock on wood, because we gotta know this is the Jets. A lot of people come back from those type of issues and they don't look the same. Okay, so no. that's why I think it's so important for us to address pass rusher in this draft as well. Get not one, not two, maybe three guys, so that you can flood the field with those guys and allow them to run and cause major issues. Defensive. Absolutely. Cause major issues for the, the opposing offense. Okay? You just got to block you guys. Now you preach to the church, boy. Now you preach to the church. You know, okay. I try to, you know, I don't want to go too, you know, too far because, again, we got a lot to talk about in the offseason. But there's so many guys, whether it be in free agency, which, again, free agent pass rushers that you're going to pay out your nose. I don't care even if they're bottom tier, you know, pass rushers yeah. in free agency. You're going to pay out your nose. So I, I kind of want to – Speak against that. You got to double up in the draft, time. bro. You got to double yeah, up in the draft. Because right. you're right. They threw expenses. The coming, and, and we got so much. We got so much capital we must attack there. So I hear what you're saying, A, and I'm right there with you, but we got to get the personnel to, to run 
a lot of the things that I think he wants to run, truthfully. Which is why I, I, I lose I, my I mind when people say we got to draft Kyle Hamilton at four. Well, this is why I lose my mind when people say we got to draft Kyle Hamilton at four. What, what are we doing, bro? How many, are, are we sending him on blitzes? That's not what Salah does. That's not what Salah does, bro. Get on board. Get on board. Yeah. The, the, the Jamal yeah. Adams sending him every day because we don't every, – every down because we don't have a pass rush, that is over. We got three yeah. pass yeah. rushes that we can get to in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a draft, right? So if we whiff on Hutchinson yeah. – all right, that sucks. If we whiff on on K, that sucks. And I gotta be honest, I'm not so sure if uh, of uh, Thibodeau is a fit. He's two fifty. He's a little lighter mm. behind. He's a little lighter behind. I mean, I mean, hey, hey, call it what you will. He's quick, but again, I mean, sheesh. When when these NFL guys with their technique get their hands on you, it's over. I kind of like the Greek mm-hmm. freak. I really do. His hands, his motor. Uh, his size, I feel like, is a better fit. So it's either for me, him and Hutchinson is one and two. I know people want to people going to flame me for it, but I I I, I feel like Thibodeau is more of a of a three four outside linebacker. He, he would have been good for us two years ago when Greg Williams you know when Greg Williams was, was at the post. But not, in my opinion, not right now, not yeah. right now. Well, I hear and, you, he, and people I, say I, oh, he's I not going to. Know Hutch is going to be there. Yeah, I don't know if Hutch is going to be there when we when we're drafting. I think him and Thibodeau. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. The Detroit Lions, he's a Michigan kid. Detroit Lions is taking that all yeah. day. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless someone gets stupid so, and wants to get a quarterback, which is, uh, mm-hmm. you know, since the Jets are wink, wink, nudge, nudge, coaching senior bowl, what I would do is yeah. I'd make the quarterbacks shine. So someone gets stupid and think, oh, man, this guy's a jewel. Okay, this is what you got to do. You got to play chess out here. You got to pump up. I'm, yeah. I'm pumping yeah. up Matt Corral. I, I said, all, all the Jets people should flood Twitter. Matt Corral is the next coming of Jesus on cleats. Let's, let's get it done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt Corral, number uh-huh. one draft pick. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's yeah. start the campaign. Yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, got Listen, to. If I'm on the chess staff, I'm talking up all the quarterbacks. I'm talking, oh, man, this kid has an arm. Oh, not just an arm, but I'm telling you, off the field, he's unbelievable. He works for charities. He's a, a choir That's boy. It. He just loves it all. He right. He turns water into wine. Are you kidding me? He turns water into wine. Yeah. This guy can't do wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So my next question for you, A, because, again, you bring in the heat, man. When you look at this Jets football team, you look at the tight end position, dude, what are you doing with it? Are you a guy that would rather see the New York Jets address, address the tight end position in free agency, or do you want to see us go after somebody in the draft? I mean, what is your preference there? Man, we got money and we got draft picks. Why not do both? Mm. Why not do both? Okay. We got so, – okay. Okay, so we we we, we uh, shoot. Who's the guy from the Cowboys? Anyone's talking about Dalton Schultz? Dalton Schultz. Okay, Mike so we got Schultz. We got Njoku. Njoku. We got Gasecki. Right. I mean, God damn it. I mean, throw a, throw a stone and hit one, and let's go. It's better than what we got. And then in the draft, mm. you got Trey McBride. You got Charlie Kolar from Iowa State. Uh, shoot, Sam Porter from Iowa. He went back to um, he went back to um, school. But I mean, you know, Iowa is tight end you. So, I, I, you know, I feel yep. like he's going to – and then we got Jeremy Rucker from Ohio State, who actually wants to be a Jet. So he's going to come hungry. Yep. He's going to come biting tires. I mean, so yep. get, get to it. And then you pair with uh, um, um, uh, Yaboa, who when he did get his limited playing time, I felt like he did all right. He went across the middle, took a couple of shots. He looked athletic. He didn't mm. look like he didn't belong. So we got a three-ring circus. Mm. If you want to throw, throw in Wesco, who can, who, can, who can block and punish people, uh, you know, now now we're cooking with gas. Now we got something, you know. Would you, and that's be, would Zach you be interested actually, in the New York Jets? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, well, Zach thrives with tall receivers, right, winning jump balls in college, and a tight end, a yeah. big tight end down the seam. I think his tight end was 6'6". But 
he didn't move like Trey McBride. He didn't move. He didn't move like uh, Njoku. Uh, he didn't move like uh, Schultz. So I mean, I feel like we are primed and leveraged to give this kid some weapons to, to do to undo the malpractice that we did with Sam Donald. All right, if, if, yeah. if this kid's gonna fail, let it be because of him. Let it be because his footwork ain't right. Let it be because he can't get out of his own head. You know, I feel like we gotta give him every opportunity to succeed. So we know what we got. I feel like we still don't know what the ceiling is with him. Is it is it is it what we saw in Tennessee, or is it what we saw against the Saints? You know, will, will the real Zach Wilson please stand up? <laughs> now listen, and, and again, hey, you bring in heat. So before I let you go, this is my final question for you, man, because a lot of people are talking about, hey, yeah, go out there, bring a guy in free agency. We all know that Joe Douglas. We've seen him kind of whiff on free agents in the past, whether it be him being cheap or whether guys being going elsewhere. Now, again, and, and this is why I talked about Seller earlier in this program, I think that that's, that's going to be huge to attract free agents here. But for you, what are selling points? If you're a general manager, what are your selling points to bring a player in as a free agent to convince him to want to be a New York Jet? What are you pointing to to say, hey, look, this is what we got here that is going to be special. We just need you. Damn it, man, you got me on that one. Because if, if it's not the bag, I can't say come because Zach Wilson's going to throw you an accurate ball. I can't say that because his, 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 his QB average is like, what, under 60% or something like that, right? But, I mean, you mm-hmm. see it, though. You, you see it there. And you see when he had his weapons, he, he, he was kind of doing his thing. He was kind of getting a, uh, a rapport with um, um, Elijah Moore. He was getting a rapport with Corey Davis. Um, he, and he has mm-hmm. the most dropped balls in all the NFL. So, I mean, you could say, hey, we have an up-and-coming kid, um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 and, and we're ready to back up the big up tr- the Brinks truck for you. You know what I'm saying? I feel like how you get to this is your family. You know what? You make it here in New York media, you, you guarantee the job. You know what I'm saying? When you retire, mm-hmm. you and your kids' kids are going to be all right. So I'm not so sure if you can oh. sell the, 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 the targets right now because we're, mm-hmm. we're still in our fetal stage, but you can, you can sell New York. All right. If you make it yeah. here, you can make it anywhere. You you want you want to be a broadcaster? Boom! Here you go. You want to you want to you want to know what they doing on Wall Street? You you a stone's throw away. I I I I put some of my Johnson Johnson money behind it. You know. So I think that's what you do. You you you, you talk about what they can do after the career because hey, the average football career is four years. So hey, I'm gonna throw the bag at you and I'm gonna take care of you hereafter. That that's my best speech, man. Can we give this man a hand? I love this. Right here. Yeah, give it, baby. Give it, baby. Thank you, sir. Thank you, baby. Not, not, not too much. Not too much, dude. I don't pay y'all for all of that. All right? I pay y'all for the early claps. No, don't keep clapping. All right? Don't equal more dollars around here. Listen, hey, you brought the fire right there. That is exactly something that you could sell as a general manager. You could bring up Keyshawn Johnson, Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez. The list goes on and on and on of Jets that have transferred. Damian Woody, former Jet as well, transferred over into media and are continuing to make that bag after their career. You know, you said he's a backup, backup and he's making that bag. Yes. 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 Listen, hey, I got to get back to these calls, man. Salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, next time I have a show, hey, I want to hear from you, bro. I don't hear from you enough, my friend. You know what I'm saying? Can you, can, Appreciate can you, you call in more often? That's all I'm saying. I'm going to try my best, right. man. I'm, I'm working like a Hebrew slave out here, man. Take it easy. <laughs> all right. You have a good one, eh? <laughs> Listen, we're getting to these lines. Again, 515 is the number. 
Call in. We are taking all callers. We're talking about a lot of things, Jets. We're talking about the Jets tight end position tonight. We got to address it. We got to address it. So we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, please give the stream a thumbs up. Also, subscribe if you have not subscribed with me on YouTube. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, y'all be in the know. If you want to give to the stream, okay, super chat's there. If you don't want to hit the super chat, you want to hit me in a cash app, that's on the screen as well. Anything that you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. So we're going to continue with the calls again. 515 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Next, I'm going to my guy, Chris. Chris, I'm coming directly to you. Venom Steve Collins, hold on, we'll get to you guys next. I'm going directly to Chris, man. This guy knows what he's talking about. Salute to you, Chris. I want to thank you for calling in thank tonight. You. Listen, Chris, we are talking Jets football. We're talking free agency. We're talking a lot about Joe Douglas as well. There's been a lot of pressure on Joe Douglas. Too. Some Jets fans, they're saying, hey, the Jets need to be playoff contenders by next year or the heat under Joe Douglas' feet is going to turn up. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think that the Jets um, uh, necessarily have a playoff mandate. I think that the, the, we drafted a rookie quarterback, and I believe that the, 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 uh, there needs to be strides of him being elite. I don't think there's a playoff mandate because the team takes like three years to go. The average Jet fan um, wants to see a good quarterback. I mean, to have yeah. to expect a, a total transformation from four to twelve, four you know, four four wins, you know, until like you know, competing for the Super Bowl. That's unrealistic. I think people want a good team that goes out there and competes every day, plays hard, and not make mental errors and stupid mistakes. You know. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm right yeah. there with you. I, I, I've gone back and forth with a lot of people, and some, again, are screaming, hey, he needs to make us a playoff contender. I'm like, whoa, 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 you need to remember the situation that he walked into. The guy's first year wow. here, he wasn't, even able to get a, he wasn't even able to get a draft and a free agency. <laughs> he got fired after Mike McCagden made those decisions for the future. Right. Or he got hired right. after Mike McCagden got fired for making those decisions. I mean, Come on! Even the way he was hired was it was backwards. You know, there were some issues coming. Exactly. In here, he was hired during to, the season. He was able to clean things yeah. up. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I just think it, 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 I just think I just think that it was it's a, it's a, that look. I'm hard on Joe Douglas because of the that draft with Makai Becton. Because there's a couple of guys mm-hmm. like uh, like the cornerback from uh, the court, the uh, the Cowboys and the receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers that I that that pretty much we all was we all was like, hey man. When they were trading back in the second round, we we saw these guys dropping, and yeah. we said he's trading back, he's trading back, he's trading back. So, you know, are we looking at him differently if we go if we go five if we only win one game? Yeah, but um, I think this draft is is important. I think that you know that's you know one of my calls in tonight. I'll be regularly calling because of you know my feeling about this draft. And, you know, I think that there's a real opportunity here to take a, a leap step forward in the Jets as far as this, this franchise is concerned. You know, this is very important offseason. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. So when you look at the offseason, because you're talking about it already, I'm looking at the Jets' tight end position, and I'm like, hey, it's got to be addressed. We've got to give Zach Wilson more weapons. We've got to give him people that he can be able to get the ball to what are your thoughts about the Jets' tight end position? And is there a free agent? Because there's been a lot of names thrown around, Mike Gusecki, Dalton Schultz, no. David Njoku. Out of those guys, who are your favorite guys? I mean, out of the, look, out of the, the, the tight ends that, 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 that are available, 
pretty much in Joker is a disappointment. You know, if you look at what he he came from as Miami, maybe that was injuries, maybe it was the scheme that he was he was in. But he was a. He, I mean, if you look at a, you, you were comparing him to uh, the guy that that the Atlanta drafted. So I mean, for mm-hmm. me, it's it's all about it's all about drafting. It's all about bringing these young guys in here that are athletic that can block. I like I like Trayvon Wesco. I like really like him. Mm. But we need to use our draft capital for the tight end position. And please hear me out, Joe. I, I know a lot of the, you guys what? are talking about, especially the last call, so talking about pass rushers, and they're talking about, you know, linebacker positions, and they're talking about that. We have a, you have a better success rate of getting those kind of players in the free agency if you pay for them, okay? As far as a pass rusher, as far as a, a thing, we need a tight end. We need a tight end since Mark Sanchez, since Geno Smith. We need, we need an elite offense. The defense, mm-hmm. I understand what people say, but we've had elite defenses. We've had two of the best cornerbacks. We've had safeties. We had the best ju- safe, the best tight end in the Jets' history. What we call Johnny Mitchell and Dustin Keller, and then Je- and then mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez had Jeff Jeff Cumberland. I mean, what did what did Geno Smith add? He had nothing that's brutal. No short things, mm-hmm. no easy reads. If you look at Patrick Mahomes, why Patrick Mahomes? Where did he go? Tight end. Where was where? How did Josh Allen get so so great? The tight end position, and, and, and people wonder why wow, these guys got great. And Brian Debo, no, they got some tight ends, right? We got two good tight mm-hmm. end positions, right? And then they got a good wide receiver. Look at Mac Jones. Look at Lamar Jackson. I, I, I mean, I'm screaming for two good tight ends. I'm screaming for them. Everyone's screaming for quarterbacks. And, and and all I can maybe the first round team of those kind of good, you know. But the second round and the tenth the the tenth pick, the thirty fourth pick and the thirty eighth gotta be offense. We got to see what Zach Wilson is about. We can't go into third yeah. year three asking who this guy is, man. the rookie yeah. contract is ticking. The time box is ticking. I'm very like you know, it it it's it, it, it for me as a Jet fan for a long time, I I'm I'm constantly listening to the callers, I'm like we need pass rushers. We need cornerbacks, and we need – we had Darrell Revis, man. We still didn't win. We had Darrell Revis, <laughs> the greatest cornerback yeah. in the history of football, and we still didn't win. So, that, so obviously, yeah, no, obviously that has to be a change. Yeah, no, Chris, listen, I hear you, and, and I, I, I understand the frustration. I get it. Uh, you know, again, I, I also listen to all the fans as well. I, I'm a fan myself. I understand the need for pass rusher, but I hear you. We do need to continue to address weapons. We do need to continue to address the New York Jets offense because, like you said as well, the crown jewel here is Zach Wilson. We need to put everything in front of this kid just like other franchises have done, just like the Bills did, right? They built up around Josh Allen. Look where he is right now, right? He's there because they put the pieces around him and the coaching also helped him to be successful. And I think we have the coaching right. here to do that. We, we love Booth LaFleur. That guy's amazing. But we got to continue to put right. pieces around him. And I, and I hear you out there as well. Getting a tight end would be a big help to this. So my question for you is this. When you look at the capital that we have, because we got those two first-rounders, are you a guy that wants to see us take a tight end at 10? I, I want, I want, no, I don't think we should take a tight end at 10. But I think we should trade – the, the picks that we have, since we since we have so many needs at, at at skilled positions for as pass rushers, if you're saying two or three good pass rushers, I think we're in a prime mm. position to trade back. I think it's nothing wrong mm. with moving four to nine and and moving back from 
10 to 20, getting two extra second-round picks, filling a safety, filling, it, filling, filling, filling two tight end positions, filling a wide receiver position, and filling, you know, a linebacker position that we have. Because remember, there's good players. Don't we watch the draft every year and we say, man, I can't believe that guy slipped in the second round. We need to – if we have five or six picks in the second round, we're good. You know, so that's six good players. This is the team game. Depth is very important. So what we have blue, uh, two boost chip uh, players. We need mm-hmm. depth. Of we need depth. If anything, this year can prove is the Jets need depth. They need one through fifty-two to be decent players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm yeah. a proponent of I'm a proponent of trading back from all these picks. The Jets moving down to nine, and then moving down to eight, and then moving down to eighteen, and possibly them moving down again to get the not the amount of players that they need to create the team, supplement it with free agency. Because a lot mm. of these guys are good in college, but let's be honest, even if you got Derek Stingley, you got uh, Sauce Gardner, they're not going to come in and, and shut down Mike what, Mike Evans or, or, or Stephon Diggs. They're rookies. They take a long time and three-year period to go. The best players that if you're going to really find out what Zach Wilson's about is offensive talent. We see Mike uh, – We've seen the running backs. We've seen the offense. You can really find out what an offensive player is as far as the defense. Now, there's, there's, there's the exceptions. Like, you know, there's some exceptions as far as defense. But usually these players have to learn the scheme and everything. But offenses, you know, either you have it or you don't, you know. So I think the Jets should really focus on the offensive side of the ball, finding out what Zach Wilson is, and build the defense through, the, through free agency. That's, that's, that's the best thing I can do, through skilled position players. You know, mm. you know, Tom Brady has yeah. three good tight ends, three, not one. He has three, and 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 there's a reason why he has that. You know, three good tight ends. Yeah. You know, three. Yeah. I mean, look at Matt yeah. Stafford. Everybody, the, the resurrection of Matt, Matt Stafford. Every year we said this guy can't do anything. Tyler Higby's there. <laughs> suddenly this guy can play. Just suddenly this guy can play. <laughs> yeah. I, I, listen, listen, Chris. Let, let me let me give you a hand. You bring in the heat. I, you know, I, you know, I give him a hand. Yeah. Listen, I respect your takes, Chris. Listen, my last question before I let you go, because you've been bringing the heat. You talk you talk about free agency, addressing stuff in free agency. If you're the New York Jets GM, what is your selling point to bring players in? What are you what are you gonna well, tell them to get them to wanna to come be a New York Jet? Well, I you know, obviously, you know, the, the, the cap space, uh you know, obviously we have the, the most resources to pay people. But but listen, um I think Robert Sally is a respected uh coach around the league. I think people like to play mm-hmm. for especially a minority coach. So I think you have and that may not be the the selling point because there may be other teams that have, have that and have a winning thing. But I think uh, Robert Sala being a, a, a player's coach, being able to sit down with his players to get the best of them, I think he's a good seller of, of a program, and I think that people will play for him. So I don't think we have to sell the Jets. you got to sell the coach. And I think that most people like Robert Sala. I think that was a, a – it, it, was, it was a good pick for, for, for this part of the bringing the free agents. This is where we'll find out if – so honestly, because I think there was a better choice from a schematics point in terms of what it is, but I think from a selling point of the team and the players, 
and the free agents that you bring in, I think Robert Sala can attract those free agents, but we'll see, you know. But, again, money mm. talks, you know, anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. money talks, man. You talking, Chris. Listen, Chris, I want to thank you for calling in tonight, my friend. You have yourself yeah. a good one, all right? Thanks, brother. Right. Listen, listen, Chris calling in. Salute to him. A lot of heat. A called in, brought the heat. Chris calls in after as well, continues to bring the heat. We're going to keep talking about it. New York Jets tight end position. We're covering that tonight. There's guys out there, I'm telling you in the draft, Cade Auden, Jeremy Rucker, I'm telling you, Trey McBride, that guy could be there in a second. We could end up taking him as well. Jake Ferguson is a guy I look at. And, again, the New York Jets are going to be at that senior bowl. They're going to be up close and personable, personal with a lot of players that are going to be there. That could definitely also help and affect what we're going to do in the draft as well. You're getting key insight on players. You're talking to them one-on-one. You're seeing them in their scheme. You're seeing their technique up close, especially in a time with all the things that we got going on in the world. Everybody knows this is YouTube. Let's not get too crazy. All the things we got going on in the world, all right, they're going to be up close and personal with a lot of players. That's going to be huge as well. So we're getting back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call, taking all callers. We're talking Jets tight ends. We're talking Sulla. We're talking the heat, supposedly, that's going to be on Joe Douglas if we're not playoff contenders. We're talking about it all. I'm going to my guy, Venom. Venom, I'm coming directly to you. Venom, geez. Let me tell you all something. Yo. If you don't know, now you know, Venom is a savage. Damn it, he's a savage. Damn. Listen, man, Venom yeah. is savage, man. Don't don't play with Venom, man. Play with something safe. That's what I always tell people. You know what I'm saying? Don't play with Venom. Just Yo, and, with and, and, and we told it, and we told it about my my position that I know very well. Tight end comes mm. door. Okay. Know. Well, listen. Let's go there, <laughs> Venom. Let's go bro, there. Bro. Let's go there. Yeah, All right, you know, tell you know, me. Look, we're looking at Chris Turner, man. Position. What's your thoughts? Ah, uh, ah, uh, um. <laughs> Yo, I, 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 yo, the two, the two callers, previous callers were great, man. I like, I like their takes as well. But even, mm-hmm. even, you know, I don't think we had a decent offense, decent tight end. You know, we had a great offense at a time with Rex Ryan, where we had, um, what was it, Mark Sanchez, and he had Braylon Edwards, Antonio Holmes, he had Justin mm-hmm. Keller. So it's not just about offense. You just even when we had a good tight end, you just it got to be a system. It got to be a fit. And I think right now mm-hmm. we, we don't need to spend money on. We need a competent tight end, somebody that could block, somebody that could run, somebody that's like Kettle in San Francisco. We don't need somebody mm-hmm. with speed like like um Gusecki from Miami and on um and Joku from Cleveland. We don't need the speed because. Right now, we see with our offensive line the way it is constructed now, you won't even have time to get them the ball. So you need to protect that quarterback first so you can have some time to get them the ball. If you bring in a tight end, all you're going to be mad at is saying, what the hell is that doing? So right now, we need to build through the trenches. And if we have a blocking tight end that can block and move like Kettle does in San Francisco, that would be great, or even or even like um Kelsey in Kansas City. 
So we need somebody not with a bunch of speed, but somebody that could block and then also get out and run routes and catch the ball. So that's mm-hmm. that's what we need right now. So when you, know, when so you I talk don't know who, who 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 would that be? I don't know who would that be. I like the guy okay. from no. Dallas. Kid from Dallas, he's he's looking good. Mm-hmm. There's no way that the Cardinals are letting go of Zach Ertz. They're going to keep him in place. He's probably one of the premier tight ends, so I don't think they're letting him go. So I think we're gonna we'll what we're gonna have to do is probably look at Dallas and pick up that tight end, and then bring another one in through the draft. But I think mm-hmm. you know we we get so sidetracked with all the positions of need. We're gonna fill up some of these positions through free agency. Mm-hmm. So the draft, we have six picks in the first in the first two. What is it? We have two in the first round, and then. Two in the second round, four in the first forty. So we got, we got. I think that's good enough to start with. If free agency wants mm-hmm. to fill up some of the areas of concern, we're not that far off. We're not that far off at all. Yeah, but so, so, Venom, when you look at this situation, because you you're talking about the tight end, you know, position, and again, you were big on Chris Herndon. Mm-hmm. I just want to let everybody know that 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 Venom G's loved Chris Herndon and talked about how he was going to turn things around his last season. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he went away. We were waiting for Venom to call back, and then he faded away. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, he faded away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you no, faded away. Man. Ghost you know show. what I'm saying? But, but, I had the ghost yeah, to show, man. Me. I had the ghost to show. <laughs> you know, I like mean, an annoying you know, girlfriend. You... I had the ghost, you joke. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but you're back again, and, you know, we, we got love for you, Venom, so it is what it is. That's in the past. But when you talk about bringing guys in, you talked about Schultz, uh, you know, Zach Ertz, maybe the Cardinals let him get away. Who knows? We'll see. But there's also a guy, Mike Gusecki, could be out there as well from the Dolphins. What are your thoughts about him, man? Because I know that there are some Jets fans that don't want to have anything to do with him. No, because, I, like I, like I just said, Joe, he – we need somebody that could block and run. Kaseki doesn't block. He just he's a speedster. He's like on Waller from the Raiders. So Venom, you know, we, we need playmakers, we dog. I'm yeah, playing devil's advocate here, but we need that. playmakers, dog. Saying that, but I think Schultz would be one that we if we put him in play, and then I think another another tight end through the draft. I don't think we should go with people or. or, or not not Kuseki, man. I don't think he would been I don't think this system would match for him really well. If Schultz, okay. I understand that. If it's somebody else, you know, it, it, you know, I, I don't see Kuseki though. Not anybody with speed that doesn't block. You're gonna have to put some of these guys in on on blocking duties. And I don't think he'll mm-hmm. he'll fulfill that too much. But it has to be somebody that could block, run routes, catch the ball. You know, and I hear everybody saying about um, we we got to get rid of a lot of – we got to get a fullback, somebody that could assist the, half, the running back with just like San Francisco. They got a dope fullback that could come out the backfield, catch the ball, run. There's a lot yeah. of spots that we got to we gotta rebuild this roster. So it's going to take some yeah, time, I mean, I, I, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, and that's I'm, looking, I'm looking at I'm, – I'm looking A at lot of spots we got to fill. Yeah, and the superstars that I'm looking at is probably on defense and maybe a, a wide receiver. So I, you know, I think a 
a tight end is secondary to those positions. You know, so if you say no, yeah, tight end, yes, it's good to have one, but I think we need mm-hmm. premier players at the at the wide receiver position, and I think maybe cornerback. If I had to go one and two, you know, right now. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of positions in need. I think again, offensive line, pass rusher for me is tops of the list yeah, there. Yeah. But there's a lot of pieces that yeah. need to be moved, and that leads me to my next question for you, Venom, because there's a lot of people saying, hey, Joe Douglas is going to be on the hot seat if we're not contenders by next year. Do you think that Joe Douglas will spend in free agency, spend what it takes to get some of those guys in here? Because, yes, we have picks, but we also need to use free agency to, to you know, to we also need to utilize free agency to address some of these needs as well. Do you expect Joe Douglas to go out there and spend to bring the talent in here? Yeah, of course. Now, because you had he had three seasons, three losing seasons, and this year, and every year he tried to do something different. He tried to be frugal with the the money, bringing some players that weren't as as capable to try to fulfill some needs. But now I think mm-hmm. he knows, like, yo, we have to put all our chips on the table put everything in the middle of the table right now, all all money in right now, he has to go and just start spending that money. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying spend all of it on, you know, all these plays that you need, but just bring in nice pieces like he did this season. Yeah, he, he did it. He, like, even with Quincy Williams, that's a star player that you picked up and didn't pay that much. You need to bring in players that like that that's determined to be great. So I think that's what he's going to He's going to bring in players. The team is going to look different. I have faith in Joe Douglas. I don't think he's going to be on the hot seat. I have what he's going to do in the draft. So I don't think, you know, this this one season with these this draft picks that he he acquired this year, I think him and Robert Sala are locked in. The first draft that he ever had, I don't think – I'm going to throw that out. I think Adam Gates probably said, yo, this is what I need. I want these players. I want this. I want that. And, you know, this is what I want you to bring to me. And I think to, 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 when Robert Sala came in and they put their heads together, Venom. we saw the players that they drafted together. Venom, he away, took Morgan I would throw away all in the fourth round. <laughs> Don't do it. And, Don't and that's do what I'm saying. Listen, I'm saying. We keep it I'm real saying. around here. All right. Listen, I love Joe Yo, He took Morgan in the yeah. fourth round. There was a bunch of wide receivers that was out there that we could have utilized. And he passed on a lot of those no, guys. And I, okay, and I'm I not think, I think that you was, look at the twenty, you look at the the second draft he's had. It's been unbelievable. Some of the picks he was able to get, but let's yeah, not yeah. lie about some of the misses in the first one. All right, let's not lie about it. Go ahead. And all all I could all I could say from the stuff that I was saying coming from him, it just seemed like he was loyal to Adam Gates to a fault. Where he wouldn't hold this nope. man accountable, I think Adam Gates mm-hmm. gave him a paper with the players that he wanted on it and said, "Get me these players. I don't care what you do, get these players." And and I hope all these mock drafts and everything else. I hope we don't make the same mistake and go with a strong safety at number number four this year. I hope we're not doing something stupid like that. Oh, oh my, my gosh! I, I hope <laughs> we're not going so back with. Yeah, Venom, yeah. and I hear you. I don't want that either. But this is my final question, and 973 will come directly Ooh. to you. This is my final question for you, Venom, okay? My if you are, <laughs> if you are my to bring them the in, general manager. That's, that's where I'm going. Yeah. 
Hold on. Yeah, if you I'm, are the Jets general manager, mm-hmm. what are you? What, what exactly is your selling point, bro? Like you said, what is your selling point to bring people in? How do you make players that are not Jets that have never been Jets want to be Jets? Selling point. I, I got Talk the perfect selling point, yo. I'm Talk gonna sit down, have Robert Sala deal with me, and I'm gonna say, mm. yo, 2018, Robert Sala was in the same position where we're in now in San Francisco. They were four, and I guess it was four and 13 team at that time. And the next season, they transitioned to a Super Bowl team. So now we're just in the building phase of creating that, that I would say, that kind of uh, a team that they're trying to build. So I think right now they're in that type of structure where Robert Sala came in. It was dysfunction in the organization. And then they brought men in that could lead to a new new culture, and the way the franchise is going to go. So I think that's going to be their selling point all the way this offseason. We're looking for players. We're looking for guys that have to they go through the trenches with us. We know we're not that good, but the future is bright. And they've always been saying this. And I think Robert Sala and Joe Douglas know where they're going, and they're going to sell that to the players. Like, hey, right now, you saw what we did this season. Watch what we're going to do. We, we could be in the playoffs. We could be in the, in, in the Super Bowl from his past resume, that will look great to players. And just knowing how the players talk amongst each other, I think that's going to be a selling point within itself because they, they've mm-hmm. been through this point already. Robert Sala has a yeah. new culture. He's bringing his, 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 all the staff that he had, his staff friend, he brought them over with him. I think it's going to translate and players are going to say, damn, look, this is a team that hasn't won anything in 30, 40 years part of this, where we're transitioning this culture, and you could be today, new Joe name if you wanted to. Everything will be free in New York for you, and just like the last um, caller said, you can have everything after your career is over uh, in the broadcasting or radios or doing whatever you want, or even movies, yeah. music, whatever. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of selling that's points. That's a fact. That's, that's you know, but you I, I would, I would, like you said as well. I'll definitely sell it with the start where Robert Sala started, started with the 49ers when they had um, Kaepernick there, and they didn't do too good. They were 4-13 the next year. Mm-hmm. They turned that whole thing around, 13-3, and three, went to the playoffs, could have won the Super Bowl. But, hey, it is what it is, and this is the projection that they need to sell to everybody that's coming in. Yeah. Yeah, listen, Venom, you talking that talk? Let me see your hand, man. I'll give it in Jesus. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Oh, my way. Let me give it in. Not too much. Not too much. I don't pay y'all. <laughs> I don't pay y'all for the extra. Yeah, yo, yo don't, don't pay don't y'all do that. that much for the extra. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't pay you a right. dime for the extra, baby. You know what I'm saying? You work overtime for free. All right? You give my hand and move on. Not too much, all right? Listen extra to him. I want to claps on you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah. call it in, Vito. You know I love talking to you, no man. You have a good night, man. You too, man. <laughs> All right, peace. Listen, so lose Venom G's calling in. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Also, salute to the savages in the chat. My guy, NY Jets FL, said Saints will have a fire sale. He's talking some facts there. That was another... Another point as well, the Saints moving on, you know, Sean Payton moving on. 
The Saints are in, have major cap issues, and they have big questions at, at quarterback, too. We might be able to poach some of those veteran players that could fall out into free agency. I know they got some offensive linemen that are in question right now, and they got some other guys that are up for deals, too. We could be uh, having some Saints on our roster next year, so we'll see how that goes. But, again, we're getting back to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Share the stream and subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. So now we're getting back to the lines. 973-973. I'm coming directly to you. 973 Salute. I want you to give me your name, where you're from. You're looking like a new caller. And how do you feel about the New York Jets head coach, Robert Sulla, after this year? I was going on, brother. Salute. Salutations all the way from New Jersey. Shout out to all my okay. loved ones out there in the West Coast. You know, rest okay. in peace to my cousin who was slain, slain today in Cali. But let's let's get it. I love Robert Sulla, okay. man. Um, Obviously, he got that somewhat of that Rex Ryan swagger, except for the clown show. Um, I, I like Zach Wilson. I like what he's done in the second half. Uh, I like Mike LaFleur. He's definitely uh, a big, big step up uh, at OC to, compared to what we had in the past. But one thing I got to ask mm-hmm. you, brother, with the injury to yeah. Carl Lawson, this is what I'm not hearing everybody saying, that Achilles injury is very, very mm-hmm. devastating, and I hope he can come back healthy. So I, hope, I really do. But I really feel like maybe we should draft a pass rusher in the draft and pick up at least a second-tier pass rusher in free agency. Yeah. I'm not hearing a lot of people speak about that. Yeah. I truly well, believe you're, you're that um, – First yeah, sorry. Off, my friend, you have come you have come to the correct place because this guy right here that you're talking to has been saying that all offseason, ever since the season ended. I've been saying, listen, we go into free agency, we go into the draft, we need to be looking to continue to address the the, the pass rusher pass rushing position because Carl Lawson coming back from a torn Achilles isn't just you know absolutely going to be gifted to give us. 15, 16 sacks on his way back. That is not guaranteed. Absolutely. When you look at the Jets' luck, when you look at our luck with guys with injuries or players or anything like that, what would what, what even make you think that we shouldn't hedge our bets and go get two, you know, two, one or two more pass rushers in this upcoming draft and possibly bring someone in free agency? We have not had I mean, consistent well, pass rush since John Abraham. That is egregious. We cannot. Uh, not, come on. That's why Carl Lawson coming back is 20, good, and that's it. 20 ahead. years ago. Yeah. Over 20 years ago, brother, we haven't had a consistent pass rush. Um, we didn't yeah. have a pass rush with Rex Bryan. We we doing it with smoke and mirrors. I'm sorry, brother, if, you, if there's a little noise on that word. Uh, we've been doing it with smoke yeah. and mirrors since Rex Bryan, man. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole yeah. thing is this. My belief, my belief is uh, is this. I, we need playmakers. I've been hearing all this mm-hmm. Kyle Hamilton hate at the end of the day. we The last time Jamal Adams was a box safety who cannot cover. But this guy, Kyle Hamilton, is a beast. 20 years ago, we made a mistake by not drafting Ed Reed. If we can have an Ed Reed 2.0 or Ed Reed light in front of us, draft him. Well, here, here's the, where I disagree. Ted, I, dis- I disagree with that. I disagree with that, and here's why. I would understand okay. if we – if, we, if he was the finishing piece for us defensively, right, if we had everything else in place, you know, pass rush, if we had offensive linemen, if we had all these 
all these wide receivers. We had all these issues shored up. I'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, we could take a safety. I have no issues with that. We have far too many needs. The needs are so much greater than a safety at a non-impact position. I don't believe that in a rebuild, because we're still in a rebuild, we cannot take that. Not right. when you got Zach Wilson running for his life and jacking up his PCL, which, again, we all know without a quarterback in this league, you're done. He jacked up his PCL this year. He's yeah. running for his life. He's getting hit constantly. Then you look at the other needs as well outside of just offensive line. Everyone's talking about, hey, we still need a wide receiver. We just talked about pass rusher. Kayvon Thibodeau could be there. There, there. That's a possibility he could be there. Some people say that Hutch, Hutchinson might be there, depending on who, if he gets passed up on. Then you look at all the other needs that we have as well. Some people want us to address corner. There's other needs on this football team that is much greater than safety. And listen, I understand Hamilton. I, he, dude, he's phenomenal. And I get, you know, everybody wants to do the Ed Reed comparisons. That's fine. You cannot take a safety that high when you have so many other needs. If we were the Chiefs, if we were, you know, all these other teams that are constantly competing, I would have no issues with us doing it. We're not in the position to do that. Go ahead. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, brother. But let me ask you this. When was the last time the Jets had a, 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 just a player that changed the dynamic of a game? I mean, the closest was the Royal Reavers, even though his interception rate is not that great, mm-hmm. but he, he set the so first ballot Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I mean, I just hate the fact mm-hmm. that he, he got a ring with got a ring with New England. It makes me sick to this to, to my Back. stomach. But you can't Back. take nothing away from him. Shut down half the half the field. But when the last time yes. that we ever had a game a game breaking defensive player, rather it was pass rush, linebacker, secondary. We didn't have it in years. So I understand mm-hmm. I understand where you come from with Kyle Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? And I like Sauce Gardner as well out of Cincinnati. My thing is mm-hmm. all the domino effects, right? It's a crapshoot with the draft. We all know that. We all know, we don't know mm-hmm. what's coming in free agency. I mean, I would love to have uh, Linderbaum, you know, at center and slide Connor McGovern at guard. I would love to have Mill out of Alabama, but we don't know what the draft is going to be. But if free, if we, since we talk about free agency, I mean, of course there's Marcus Williams. I like Justin Reed out of uh, out of uh, other uh, uh, ten. I'm not excuse me. I almost said Tennessee. Uh, out, out, out of Houston, um, Bates. I feel like the Cincinnati might shore him up. Um, there's a lot of ways we can go. Um, I'm hearing the rumors about getting the wide receiver from Atlanta, which I think is a big mistake, uh, especially for Calvin number Ridley, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Calvin really no, no, I would not go that route. I would definitely not go that route. I rather. I'd rather get uh try try a Christian Kirk maybe, or just go and in, go into the draft because this is a deep draft for receivers as well. Um, this is about mm-hmm. scheme fit. And um, the last caller, I know you was talking about Jaseki. Let me say one thing about Jaseki, right? Jaseki has been killing us twice a year since he's been in Miami. Every year, that's a fact. Twice a year, so if we can if we can get a Jaseki. If we can get a Jaseki, why not? That's a weapon. That's a playmaker right then and there. So, so what? He can't block. Yeah. We can get another blocking yeah. tight end. I mean, look at New England ten years ago. It worked with Gronk and the other guy, which we're not going to name, but it worked for yeah. them. I mean, uh, the yeah. uh, Aaron. Um, Aaron wasn't a great blocker. He was a Jaseki. Gronk was a typical blocking and can get 
can get down the field. So if we can get a Jacecki, let's say we miss out on Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys, we sign a Jacecki, which I will, I will be ecstatic because he fits the system, because Mike LaFleur will make sure he fits the system. I don't know what the other caller mm-hmm. is talking about. Jacecki, it will be a dominant weapon for the Jets. Go in round mm-hmm. two. If he's not there in round two, how do you feel about trading back late in the first round to get the kids from Colorado State? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you know, Trey McBride, I, 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 that's a move I wouldn't be against. I've also talked about that, and, again, we'll continue to have shows, and we'll talk about movement, you know, possibly in the draft. But I could see us trading down maybe from 10, trading down a bit, a couple picks, picking up some more picks, and maybe trading back into the first if that's what, you know, if Joe Douglas feels like he's going to be taken at the top of the second round or before the top of the second round. I could see us trading back up into the first, late into the first, and getting it and taking Trey McBride. I could see that. I could see that. There's guys I'm, out there that can actually I'm, come in, in and make I, I really feel like we're not going to trade out that 10 spot because I'm just going mm. by heart, my heart. My heart is telling me it's either Linda Baum or Sauce Gardner at 10. If the okay. draft, if the draft doesn't go our way, um, I like Carl Loftus. Don't get me wrong, Carl Loftus is a beast, but I don't. See, I see the Giants picking him up for whatever reason because the Giants like to stick it to us. But imagine mm-hmm. this, Corey, Corey. Imagine this offense, Corey Davis. You got Elijah Moore in a slot. We pick up another receiver. You got Jaceki, and you got uh, either McBride or whoever. That is a recipe for success right then and there. And we can show up the offensive line here and there. That come on, the the Jets, they, people will fear Gang Green. We yeah, and especially we show up, especially show up that defense. I mean, Quentin Williams yeah. put put Franklin Myers in the middle. Carl Lofton with a with a back with a back end. Uh, pass rusher with a dominant pass rusher. I mean, come on, it's, it's the sack exchange all over again. Nobody want to test us. Nobody will touch yes, us. And I another mean, thing, the Senior Bowl. You're talking that talk. Uh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm going to address the last caller with this. Go ahead. mentioned about San Francisco, first and foremost, sir, was 4-12, and 12, not 4-13. and 13. Now now it's a, we in an 18-game season now. So he didn't know what he was talking about. Only reason why they turned it around, because who did they draft in the first round? Nick Bosa. Mm. They yeah. dropped Nick Bosa that they year. Took- a dynamic yeah. pass rusher. They already had pieces in place on their defense. They picked up some guys from free agency. They made little trades here and there. That's how you turned it around. And they didn't have a quarterback at the time. I mean, Garoppolo is Mr. Glass. I mean, he's he's this generation's Chad Pennington, just with a little better arm. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I mean, dude, you know, let me tell you something. We, we, we've got to do the exact same thing. We've got to ensure that we can get guys in here at impact positions so that they can make plays for this football team. And there's so many things that need to be addressed. And you brought a lot of heat to the table. Now, my final question before I let you go, my friend, because you you bringing the heat right now. You talked about getting the second. You talked about going, to, uh, going at other free agents as well. When you look at this free agency class, if you're the Jets general manager, how do you convince anybody to come in and be a New York Jet? What are your selling points? As a Jet fan since, you know, and I, I now trust me, I go back since what's the name was our quarterback when he, when he left the uh, when he left Pittsburgh. So I go back since '96, man, and I'm 35 years old, and, and I'm going through a, a, a lot of seeing a lot of good Jet football and seeing a lot of horrible Jet football. But I'm gonna say this mm-hmm. as, as, as a fan, and if I was the general manager of the, of the Jets, I'll tell you this much: if you want to come here for culture. You want to make a name for yourself and it ain't about money and you want to come here and play 
and become legendary, why not the Jets? Mm-hmm. Why mm. not the Jets? If you want to stop Bill okay. Belichick and they cheating ways, if you want to stop Miami and they, and they doodle of a quarterback tour, if you want to stop the winner soldier known as Josh Allen, come to the New York Jets. We got young pieces. We got a quarterback that's hungry. We got a, we got a team mm. that's hungry. We got we got defensive players. We just need a little bit of help here and there. If you will be, if you want to become legends, come to the New York Jets because we changed the NFL in 1968, mm. and we can do it again. But this time mm. we ain't gonna win one round. We play three, four. Okay, okay. You and before I go, I just want to say, James, go ahead. Jets, Jets for life, brother. I love you, man. I love your show. I've been checking you out for a while. I haven't, you know, this, I haven't called you guys in a year, but keep doing your thing all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast, man. Love you, man. Jet up, baby. It's, it's Jets or nothing. Salute. Thank you so much. You have a good night. Listen, you brought some heat. Some heat directly from New York. <laughs> oh. All right. Salutes to him. Salutes. You know what I'm saying? That was a little pick-me-up. I know he was on his forklift. I understand y'all, you know, you know, mind your background when you called in. His background was good enough. I understand you got to get on your forklift. Everybody got to make their money. I'm not a hater. Get your money. We all got to do what we got to do. You know what I'm saying? Salute. I like calls like that. We're keeping getting to these lines. 515 Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. Keep in mind, new callers, when you call in, please be patient. We're going to get to everybody. Don't call in and hang up, call in and hang up, call in and hang up, all right? I'll never see you. When you call in, I can see you. Just hold on a second. We'll get to everybody. My producer will let you know. All right? So just hold on. That's a nice call. Next, we're going back to these lines again. And please give the stream a thumbs up if you haven't already. Uh, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and share the stream, too. Cross your friends, family, social media, anything you can. So we're getting back to these lines. Next, we're going to my guy, Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve always got some heat, man. Could not wait to talk to Steve. I know he's going to bring the heat to us. Steve, salute to you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, man, (laughs) you got Robert Sulla here you know, who's really stepped up, been a great, great head coach for us this season. Give me your thoughts about him. How do you feel about going into the future with Robert Sola as a head coach? Hey, Joe. Well, first off, it's always great to hear from you, man. How you been? I've been all right, man. I've been all right. We also watched a lot of good football, you know what I'm saying, this uh, this, this past weekend. So yeah, I've been feeling yeah good. You, know, you know, listen. Give me your thoughts. Listen, as much as we hate the Bills, I did feel bad for Josh Allen, though. I mean, Josh Allen put on a show against Kansas City on Sunday night, but and I and as much as as much as we hate the Bills, I did feel bad for him. But you know what? And, and to make things even greater, now we don't have to worry about Tom Brady in the Super Bowl this year. So now with these four teams that are left, this is a Super Bowl that we can finally relax and say, you know what? It'll be a good game to not worry about anybody. Anybody. So anyway. So now, so now going to Robert Sala, you know something, Joe? When Robert Sala first came in 2021, he came into a really bad situation, you know. 
you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people really felt that it wasn't a destination for the Jets. Fired Adam Gaze after the 2020 season. You know, it was a day everybody could, every Jet fan couldn't wait for. You know, now, now that we're back, now that we're back in 2021, you know, when we were looking at the head coaches, you know, when we get the announcement Robert Sala was hired, we were like, all right, let's see what he could do. You know, Sala came into a very, very tough position with the Jets. Very tough position. And despite having a four-win season this year, the Jets showed a lot of improvement from the last couple of years, you know, under Gaze. You know, listen, it was a young team, an inexperienced coaching staff. You know, I am excited for what Sala, for what Sala does because Sala's also a guy that, that players would love to play for him and, you know, with building blocks, hopefully, with this team. But now, but now this really starts in this off season. You know what can we do for this team in order to get back to the mm-hmm. playoffs? Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I mean, I look at the situation. I'm saying, hey, there's a lot of things that need to be built here. There's a lot of positions that need to be addressed, and one of them is tight end. Now, when you look at the tight end position here, I mean, do you think that we should actually bring back a guy like Tyler Croft? Is he a guy that you think the New York Jets should resign? Maybe in a possibility, but if there's one tight end, I would love the Jets to go after in free agency is Dalton Schultz. As a matter of fact, mm. because obviously, you know, because Dallas is, because the thing is, Dallas is in a bad cap situation, and Jerry Jones knows that too. And the thing yeah. is, you know, with Dalton Schultz is, is that he actually grew up as a Jets fan. And what, that was the one thing I learned about him. I think it would be awesome if the Jets could go after him. And Because the thing is, Zach Wilson needs a big tight end. He needs a big tight end. And, and you know, mm-hmm. like you, if you look at the teams like what Kansas City has and Travis Kelsey, Baltimore has and Mark Andrews, San Francisco has and George Kittle, that's what we need in Dalton Schultz. Like, that's what we need. Like, during that game, we, we, when I was looking at Kelsey play, I even said to myself, Joe Douglas, you need to get a big tight end in free agency. And the one thing is about what Joe Douglas did say is he did say that the one thing he is going to do is he is going to be more aggressive in free agency and especially yeah. with the cap space. I mean, and Joe Douglas and, – and the thing is, I know a lot of Jets fans didn't like it last year when he should have signed some of the big free agents. I understand where Douglas does come from that he wants to build through a draft, but at the same time, you, if you have the money, you got to use it to spend in free agency. Yeah, yeah, you do. You you absolutely do. And like you brought up a guy like Dalton Schultz. I know a lot of people are really high on him, and they want him to bring in. I think he would be a phenomenal addition as well. But I'm looking at Mike Gasecki, and I'm like, listen, <laughs> I don't know why nobody wants to talk about bringing this guy in. This guy has been torching us for years. He's been torching us. We've seen him be able to make plays. I mean, what are your thoughts about him, Steve? Isn't he a guy that some Jets fans should possibly get behind us bringing in as well? Mike Isicki would be the second player I would bring in in tight end if Dalton Schultz goes somewhere else. Because the thing Hmm. is, Mike Isicki is – and another thing is, Mike Isicki is a New Jersey native guy. He's originally from New Jersey, if anybody doesn't know. I don't know what part of mm-hmm. New Jersey he's from. So he would honestly be – the thing is, mm-hmm. I mean, 
it really, it, it really, as of right now, if I'm looking at tight ends, you know, I would look, I would not only look at a tight end in free agency, but I would also look at, at a tight end in the draft. And Joe, you made a good point about Trey McBride from Colorado State, who's supposed to go in like the second or in the third round this this year coming up, because because that that would be that would be a nice addition as well. Because not only do we need a catchable tight end, we need a blocking tight end as well. And and, and the thing is sometimes, and and that and that to me is one of the most important offensive positions that we need. I mean, we even still have to fill in some spots on the offensive line. So, I mean, we got to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, hey, we need a tight end that can block. I completely agree with that. I understand. But I'm not so hung up on, uh, uh, you know, a, a tight end that can block and where I'm willing to pass up on a playmaker. All right, listen, Gusecki is – a playmaker, okay? He's a guy that we've seen cook us week in and week out. He's cooked other teams as well. He's one hell of a pass catcher. Simply because he's not the mm-hmm. greatest blocker doesn't mean I would want to pass up on him, okay? <laughs> you mm-hmm. can find blocking tight ends. They're all, they're all over the place in free agency, all right? Daniel Brown's a blocking tight end. Wesco at this point is a blocking tight end. There's other guys that are blocking tight ends that if you want a blocking tight end, believe me, there's no – you know, lack of blocking tight ends out there. But I tell you what, a real playmaking tight end, you know, they don't just fall out of trees every day. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying there. So, Steve, now, when you look at this situation here, right, because you talked a little bit about free agency, you want Dalton Schultz to be brought in and things like that, which is phenomenal. What exactly is the selling point for the New York Jets when you're talking about bringing in free agents? How do you get a jet, or how do you get a player that isn't a jet to want to be a jet if you're a general manager? What are some of the things that you would say, some of the moves that you would utilize to make that happen? You know, it, it's not really. I mean, yes, it, it does have to do with the money, but at the same time, you know, like we want to we want to bring in these veterans, you know, to help out like a lot of these upcoming players, you know, that that just started last year, and they can develop into great players for us in the future. Also, you know, you know, because with 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 the with the kind of coach that Sala is, let me tell you something. Even throughout the whole time of this negativity during the 2021 season that the Jets had, all the losing and stuff and all that, there was a lot of positivity around this football team. Like there was no drama at all. There were there was no issues at all. Because let me tell you. They all would stick together, and, and, and let me tell you, anyone who would come and play for the Jets would love to play for Salah. Because let, mm-hmm. let me tell you, the first time that I remember hearing about Salah last year was, at the beginning I was like, wait, I don't know who this guy is. But then when I found out that he was the, 40, the, the 49ers defensive coordinator who always went crazy on the sidelines for the last couple of years, I, I even said to myself, wow, this guy is nuts. I'm like, wait, we want to bring it. And I thought at first he was a nutso guy. But then the more that I read about Salah, of how much he loves the game and how he could develop players, players, that's the kind of coach I want to play for. Listen, I remember uh, the day after we hired Salah, every San Francisco 49er fan literally said to every Jets fan, you guys are going to love Salah. You know, he, he brought a lot of juice from San Francisco to us. He's a player's coach, you know, the players are gonna love him. And once when I learned when I learned about like why he became a coach, I was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I, I love the hire so much. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, that again, Robert Sola could be a big sticking point to bring in free agents in here. Players around the league love him, like you said as well. So that's huge. That's huge. And the New York Jets need to do every single thing that they can to reel guys in. You could also have players as well out there recruiting. I know uh, C.J. Mosley talked about that. You know, going into this, you know, the end of the season as well, that he was going to talk to players out there and spread the news about how the New York Jets are changing and things are turning around here. So that's going to be huge as well. Listen, Steve, I got to get the back thing to is, Joe, as well, man. You brought the heat. Go, hey, go Joe, ahead. one last thing. Word. Hey, Joe, one last thing before you let me go. You know, it's been 11 years now that we haven't made the playoffs, you know, and it, it, it just – and the thing is right now, unfortunately – the New York Jets have the longest playoff drought right now out of all the teams in the NFL because, you know, with all the bad management decisions, hopefully, I mean, I'm not saying win the division, but get in as a wild card, you know. That's what I really, really hope that happens in the future, you know, and especially coming up in 2022. I mean, we got to get through free agency at the draft first. Yeah, yeah, see, you're talking facts. Listen, Steve, I got to get back to these lines. You have yourself a good night, all right, my friend? Hey, good night, Joe. Bye-bye. All right, Steve, listen, Steve calling in with the with some fire. He had a little fire in there. You know, I want to know, what is, what, what, if you're a Jets GM, what exactly are you saying to players that are not Jets to get them to want to be Jets? I need to know. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. You know what I'm saying? We're taking all callers. So next I'm going to my guy, Rusty. Rusty is calling in. Salutes to Rusty. I want to thank him for calling in tonight. Before we get going, listen, Rusty, he's a savage as well. What's up, Joe? What's up, savages? (laughs) <laughs> What's going on, Rusty? What's going on, Rusty? Listen, we're talking Jets tonight. We're talking Jets tight end. We're talking free agency a little bit. Listen, Rusty, if you're a Jets general manager, man, what are you saying to players in free agency to get them to want to come and be a Jet? What exactly are you saying and doing? What are your selling points? I mean, it's a different beach, different castle. Honestly, it it's it's the foundation has been ripped to shreds and just reformulated, poured. And, you know, we don't quit on our guys. You know, we're going to let you in there, and we're going to take the ones that want to fight. And we prove that, you know, look at what we did. And we did it with third-string dudes. And one, and by the end of the year, our offensive line actually was ranked 11th in the NFL, believe it or not. It's mm. crazy. And, uh, I mean, but, I mean, I, I really I would just tell them the God-honest truth. Just be like, look, we have something here. Are you either with us or against us? You want to be a part mm. of us? This is it. And, you know, mm. that type of, you know, that type of, uh, you know, just real truthful speech, you know, just man-to-man type of thing. No BS, you know, no media mm. type of sell. And, you know, but you can always tell them, too, and be like, look, New York's your oyster. It's there. Same with Jersey. It's literally, what, the media capital of the planet. You got that in Dubai, basically, but more so here. Is it just literally a melting pot of just every single culture is New York City and New York and Jersey? Yep. So, yep. you know, you do the right thing. You know, you steer, you know, that's that's basically it in that type of sense. Yeah. And uh, you'll have a dedicated fan base, fan base that's second to none. You know, we ain't going to eat no horse doo-doo, but, you know, we'll, we'll, 
We'll we'll uh, have some rowdiness for you. That's for sure. <laughs> that's that. Listen, that's a fact. That's one thing you can tell them. Listen, if you uh, <laughs> if you win, we'll here, some hell. <laughs> the fan base will love you. Okay, if you play here, the fan base will love you like none oh, other. Yeah. Okay, great players that come play Revis. Even when you know Jamal was here before he went haywire, like I told everybody he would. People loved him to the moon and back. There is nothing negative that you can say about a Jets player that is beloved by the fan base. Let me tell you something. Protect well, Jamal is what, the Prez, talk. right? That's what he calls himself? Yep. The Prez? That's what he you was. Know, they he said, don't get high I mean, on your was. own supply. Jamal is point blank. That's what happened. And he did. That's it. I'll tell you what, you know, but we we all saw how that ended up. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Have fun in Seattle. You know, have, yeah, like you said, have fun in Seattle with all the things they're going to be going through, all the changes they're going to make. So when you look at this football team going forward, there's a lot of people that are saying Joe Douglas could be on the hot seat if no. we don't make the playoffs next season. What are your thoughts about that, Rusty? I've gone back and forth with some fans. Go ahead, man. Yeah, my my bad to just jump in as soon as you just said it. But, yeah, no, absolutely <laughs> not. It's, it's, you know, Joe Douglas is just – it's – you know, it's literally, this is how you do things. You don't throw money at it. Yeah, some organizations get lucky with it, like, you know, Tampa. But look at the bottom that's falling out in Tampa. They're done. Uh, and if Brady's gone, they're done. You know, though, I don't even know how many draft picks they don't have in the first round. I mean, they might have a few, but I'm pretty sure they traded all of them away. And then just the astronomical paychecks, they just for just tons of different types of stars. You know, that adds up quick. I mean, God bless them, they got a, a Super Bowl, but I'd rather get a Super Bowl and maintain it, you know, similar to how, like, the Steelers roll, Ravens, you know, those mm-hmm. types of, those types of teams, you know, in Dallas in the early 90s, Niners in the early 80s, you know, just in yeah. it to win it and just successful with it and just keep it, you know, just kick the snowball and just keep it in-house, learn how to grow, and yeah. if somebody's got to leave, you can replace them and then get draft picks for them. You know, it's a business now. It's, you know, it's messed up to sort of like, you know, to teach, you know, put humans in like a way of like a plant in a way. But you grow them, you know, and that's it. You keep what you can and try and get what you can for them in a sense. Yeah. So just enjoy them while you got them. That's a fact. When you look at this tight end position, right, when you look at what we got going on here, are you addressing this in free agency? I mean, and if you are – what is the guy you're looking at? Dalton Schultz, Mike Gusecki. Which one of those guys do you want, man? I'm tired of the fish, man. I I'll, I, I can't stand that dude, so I want him here. You know, like I don't care if he can't block. Honestly, like, would it, did it really matter with the fish that he couldn't block? I'm pretty sure he was no. running rampant. You know, so and I, you know, you, we can we can draft Kohler. That's who I really want. You know, people can say McBride all they want, but Kohler has just been steady and honestly just keeps on getting better each and every year and smarter. But you can't go wrong, yeah. I don't think, with Kohler, McBride, or Weidemeyer. Really, there's a lot of tight ends in this. Otten, a lot of people are good. Yeah. But, yeah, Gasecki is my dude. I don't want Schultz or Schwartz, whatever his name is. Uh, Schwartz, I don't know. <laughs> I'm good. Don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> because so he you, was, it's like a contract yeah. year type of dude. That's what he is. You know, he yeah. he he balls out when it's that type where you don't see him prior to that. But, you know, he dips yeah. off like how my attitude just went talking about him. That's how he rolls. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so my final question for you, Rusty, because you, you bring in the heat so far, man. You talked a little bit about the draft. Do you think that tight end is so much of a need that it needs to be taken at number 10? Would you be okay with us taking yeah. a tight end at 10? I'll flip out. I'll flip out if we take an, uh, a tight end at 10 or a wide receiver at 10. No way. Ooh, okay. uh, it's a defensive heavy, and I don't know. You know, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, if Hutch ain't there, or maybe Thibodeau, I don't know. I'm not really buying Thibodeau, but trade out four mm-hmm. and do whatever you can to just get the Kobe Dean. That's my dude in the first, mm. you know, and oh. trying, I guess, it, it, I mean, that's my dude. That's who, that's, mm-hmm. that's who I really want us to have. And then, um, okay. you know, in the second or third, try and get a tight end type of deal. But I'm not getting 35 at a tight end either, getting greedy with okay. it. But um, I would just like to say one thing, though, my dad. And huh? I would like us to sign the Dominican Sioux. And oh, wow. there's a, yeah, and he's a free agent, and he likes doing show-me contracts, prove-me years. So, mm-hmm. And he's free, and I think that would help our defense out crazily because I don't think we're going to be keeping fully. And imagine mm-hmm. just having in the rotation of JFM, Q, um, Marshall, and then the Dominican Sioux. That'd be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty terrifying yeah. to other opposing teams. So, and he's a great teammate, yeah. and he's a smart dude. He's just a psychopath. Yeah. I love him. You know, I don't like him on yeah. other teams, I mean, but I'd love to have him type of deal. Yeah, he plays with a lot of fire. That's again, we'll be talking about a lot of those things coming up. We're going to continue to evaluate positions, Rusty. But that is something to think about. Listen, Rusty, I got to get back to these lines, man. You've been a phenomenal call tonight. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too, Joe. Take it easy, Savages. All right, go Jets, man. Good one. Salute, 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 salute. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to my guy in North Carolina. This dude knows his Jets, all right? He knows his Jets. He knows what he's talking about. Salute to you, my friend. I want to thank you for calling in again tonight. We're talking Jets. We're talking tight ends. We're talking about it all. Listen, for you, give me your thoughts on the New York Jets tight end position. How are you addressing it? And is free agency kind of the where you want to go? Yeah, I would try to probably try to land one of the top tier ones out of free agency because my, my, my vision is to try to get one out of free agency and get two out of, out of the draft because I'm thinking uh, mm-hmm. Trey McBride likely – uh, likely stuck it, uh, stuck it, uh, Charlie Kolar, or even my boy uh, Brett Kiki from Utah, who I think is tremendous, even though he he's a little smaller than some of the other tight ends. We haven't heard his name mentioned, but he's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's so quite a bit of guys. Really yeah, a yeah. lot of people are talking about again Trey McBride. We talked about him from Colorado State. Jeremy Ruckert has been brought up as well from Ohio. Even the last caller, Rusty, brought up Jalen Weirdemeyer from Texas A&M. There's so many guys out there. Now, for you, you talked about taking a guy in the draft. Would you take a tight end at 10 in the draft? Is that something you would be interested in? Oh, no, no. I couldn't do it. It's too rich. It's too, too mm. early. I think look at the position and some of the depth at the position. Obviously, there's no uh, uh, Kyle Pitt as it was in last year's class, but this class is, is, is pretty pretty well distributed. 
and it's a it's a mm-hmm. very good group, very productive group. I think we can we can afford to wait second round, third mm-hmm. round, and let it slide to us. And I think you're going to be surprised. Probably Kolar be there, Stuckett might be there in the third round. And I think you'll be very surprised. I've got my eyes on the prize at four. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 K1 Thibodeau. That's the guy I've Talk got my eyes it. on. That's the guy we have Talk to about get. Because mm-hmm. I've been a Jets fan for 42 years, and I remember as a kid watching Mark Gaffino, who was a real terror. And I'm telling you, this kid, yep. K1 Thibodeau, is a real freak of nature. He can take men 300 pounds. He's 250-something pounds. It reminds me of Lawrence Taylor. He can get on their collar and walk them in the backfield. Have you ever seen K1 Thibodeau? Yeah, I'm telling you, he's, he's If you ridiculous. have not seen this kid, uh-uh. if you have not seen this kid, I'll tell any Jet fan, if you have not seen K1 Thibodeau, look him up on YouTube. He is freaky mm-hmm. and scary. I mean, his get-off is so fast. I've seen plays where he would get off so fast, he'd be in that backfield and strip the quarterback. I haven't seen anything quite like him. At his size, no. at 258, he looks like a linebacker, and he moves like a very fast linebacker, but yet he's incredibly strong. I've seen him take them linemen and throw them to the floor, throw them down. Yeah. You know, they call and him. And he's long, too. The back. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got five. Now they're talking about the possibility of him being there at four. I'm telling you, if he's there at four, I'm going to shout to the roof. If he's there, because he's going to change his defense. This guy yep. is a real monster for his size. Now that will put yep. us in a position with Carl Lawson coming off a very bad Achilles tendon. He can take his time and just get healthy and not have to worry about nothing. Cable on Thibodeau yep. can take the lead. Let him take yep. the lead until yep. Carl Lawson is ready. You know what I'm saying? And our defense will be a lot yeah. better because really the, the way we're building that defense is predicated upon the pass rush. It's not like the way Rex did it, which was the opposite. You had Revis or Marty lock it down to the backside and make the quarterback eat the ball. But what, what, what uh, Salah's going to do is the opposite, where his rush is going to be so ferocious and they're going to be coming so fast and coming off the ball so quickly, quarterbacks will be just intimidated and that ball will come out. That's where you see the turnovers. Exactly. That's where you see the errant passes. That's what he had intended to do when Carl Loss got hurt. And my man, um, who's the other dude? The other dude we got, he got hurt too. John Frank Lamont. Uh, yeah, Frank, I know. Not John And uh, they got hurt so early, and we lost Huff, so many Huff guys so early. It kind of set a, a cloud over the franchise. It set a bad, bad tone, and I don't think we ever really recovered. Plus, we had those, you know, safety we were trying to convert into linebackers, and they were young and, you know, inexperienced, and it was just that, the perfect storm. That's why the defense played so badly, and I think we got a chance to yeah. turn that around this year tremendously. I like where the yeah. franchise and, and is. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about earlier with one of the callers. You know, we were going back and forth, and he was getting great stuff about the defense, and I said, listen, yeah. we don't, we didn't have the players to play this this style of defense. A lot of people are – I think a lot of people are really, you know, overlooking some of these things. I'm here on the West Coast. I watch the Niners. Dude, that, that yeah. secondary is not like – they ain't got no Revis in that secondary. That secondary is okay, oh, no, but it's no. not like world renowned. Dude, they are sending pressure. You don't have a choice of whether you want to throw the football or not. You better make a decision mm-hmm. or the decision is going to be made for that's you. Right. <laughs> that's, a, that's how it works that's right there, all right? right? You got Bosa. You got Warner. You got They got so many guys, that's and that's right. why, again – I'm completely with not only drafting, you know, Kayvon is my guy, so I, I want Kayvon Thibodeau, yeah, yeah. you know, and be there. Right, 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 no doubt about it. That's the only guy. 
That's the only guy I'm with taking, taking over our offensive lineman is Kayvon Thibodeau. But also I'm with continuing to draft pass rush as well because I think we need more than just Kayvon and, and Carl Lawson. I want to yeah, see at least yeah. three guys, you know, out there that can get so Would you be willing to take, take, pick both pick four and pick ten and go edge? I mean, that's possible that Carl Lawson could be there my, at ten. I think he's going to slide a little bit. Because I don't Here's think my he's problem with as as some of the other guys, you know. Here's my problem with that is I think that we can get it. I, I think that they'll probably try to chase the edge as well in free agency, and I think there's some guys as well in the in the later rounds that we could end up getting at edge, especially with them being there at the Senior Bowl. I think that's going to be big oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the reason yeah. I don't want to go edge twice, the reason I wouldn't go edge twice if we took Kayvon Thibodeau mm. is because I yeah. do not want to see Zach Wilson on the sideline again with a PCL or an ACL injury next year. I don't yeah, like an offensive yeah. I don't like it. And I don't understand why people are so okay with walking into next season with this offensive line and not properly addressing it. I'm not with it. I don't care yeah, about all these BFF stats about, yeah, having a top 10 center. <laughs> we have the 27th right, ranked right. rushing offense it's in the still, league. It still needs work. People tend to forget that Beckton is coming off of his injury. And the only yep. fixture that we have right now that looks sensational is uh, Vera Tucker. Now, I'm yeah. hoping that Beckton, yeah. Beckton, Beckton's really got to get his act together and, and come in camp in shape. Because I'm hearing yeah. the plan is out there that they're going to draft a tackle and they're going to draft Evan Neal. Evan Neal's a monster, like Beckton. He's similar yeah. to him. You know, he's massive, yeah. he's athletic. And I'm going to tell you something, another name that's out there, too, I'm hearing the last couple of weeks, E.T. McQuarrow. I've seen him play. Now, this guy is no mm. joke. He's a little small, but he is strong as hell. He, he, he puts people mm. in their back. He dominates. He puts them down. Now, what it is with pick number 10, there's a couple of guys that can be there. Kenny Kwanu, I'm going to tell you another name nobody's talking about, is Kenyon Green. This dude mm. has no weaknesses. I've studied him. He gets low. A man his size, 320-something pounds, he bent his knee. You can't get up under him, and you can't move him or do anything to him. Kenyon Green is one of the better guard prospects you're going to see out there. Nobody's talking about this. Everybody's talking about Evan Neal. Now, I get that. And the Kimi Kwanu, and obviously my man Tyler Linderbaum. But Kenyon Green oh, yeah. is one of the better prospects out there. He's a monster that nobody's talking about this dude. Nobody. But I'll be willing to take him at 10. If Kenyon Green is at 10, my best case scenario is going to take Cable and Tito at 4, I'd be. Uh, I would be ecstatic and let the board slide to me at 10. If I don't trade out of there, if Kenyon Green is there, I know uh, Evan Neal probably gone. Kenny Kwanu probably gone. I believe Tyler Linderbaum, I'm talking about him going to the Giants. He might be gone at 10. If they're gone, I'm taking Kenyon Green. Mm. I'm taking Kenyon Green. I agree with you. We should continue to upgrade our offensive line because I believe we're one or two linemen away from having arguably one of the better units, we're going to have the worst unit in the league to one of the better units. We're close. If we get yeah. Beckton back healthy with Barrett Tucker, and if we can add two more linemen, either a center tackle or a center guard, this offensive line could be elite. Now, you've got guys yeah. like Kenyon Green out there, Tyler Linderbaum out there, Akimi Kwano out there, Evan Neal out there. They fill the bill to being some of the better prospects that are out there to accommodate and complement the people we already have, like Beckett and Barrett Tucker, we have a chance to be really good up front. And that will really yep. help our running game, and that will help Zach Wilson tremendously. 
because I think he's yeah, going to be it will. And, and again, Yeah, and again, I, I think a lot of people don't understand, and that's why I bring up a lot of people are talking about we have a – a top 10 center in Connor McGovern. I don't know where people are getting this from. We're ranked 27th in rushing. I don't know if everybody knows. This is a run-first offense. Do you see what the Niners do? They run the ball a lot. They run the ball a lot. They do. Anyone else knows that. They run the ball a lot, okay? And with no-name running backs, they don't have like a Dalvin Cook or Ezekiel Elliott. or No, they have a bunch of no-name guys that are running for hundreds of yards every year, Mm -hmm. okay? And so that's when you right. have an issue and you cannot run the ball effectively, that's why we're ranked 27th in the league. We don't run the ball yeah. effectively. It will affect your quarterback. The best thing you can give a young quarterback is a solid running game. All right? That's how it works. But don't be okay? surprised. You know Joe Douglas being an offensive lineman himself. He understands. That's why he's been investing yeah. in the last few years, getting George mm-hmm. Fant and, and bringing in McGovern, even though McGovern hasn't been great, drafting Makai yeah. Beckton. He really knows how to draft him. You know, getting Makai mm-hmm. Beckton and Lodge Barry Tucker, don't be surprised if with that pick number 10, he doesn't take another offensive lineman. Nobody's talking about mm-hmm. Kenyon Green, who's a real monster. You need to see him play and do, do the scout reports on him. He is really good. They say he's better than Elijah Barry Tucker, and I've seen him play. Mm-hmm. He's something else. The man has yeah. no weaknesses, 320-something pounds, and they say the way he bends his knee and get low, you can't get up under him. You can't push him back. You can't do nothing to him. I'm yeah. telling you. I mean, I could, so that's one of the I guys could see it in a Yeah, I could see it. And, again, I, you know, we also got to talk about and We'll talk about that when the time comes. A lot of people looking at Makai Beckton, his health, his health, his inability to stay healthy. And, again, I know this year it wasn't his fault. But that can oh, also no, factor no, where the Jets do a draft. I just yeah, feel bad it, for my guy. He's on line and yeah. on the back of his leg and dislocated his knee. And when I heard the report, I said, oh, crazy. my God, this would be disastrous. Yeah. This, yeah. This but I'm telling you, it, that could be career ending, you know, mess up his knee, yeah. dislocate his knee. So I'm glad it wasn't any worse than that. But what it is, they, they showed discretion to just keep him out. It said, you know, the year's almost gone. We're not going to just push him back out there. We're going to let him let him get fully healed. And just, you know, yep. just, you know, start fresh next year. And I know Makai was probably very disappointed. I know he was banking on having a, a great uh, second season, perhaps Pro Bowl season, because I think he's that caliber of player. Biggest thing with him, to get it together, get him a trainer. He's got a little bit of money. Make sure he got a good trainer and good people around him to support him. So when it's time mm-hmm. for, the, you know, camp to start up and players to start, you know, working out and stretching and stuff, that he's in good shape and won't be, you know, so fat and out of shape, you know, from being, you know, the downtime and stuff and be ready to, yeah, ready to go and control his weight, you know? Yeah, I think he'll be all right. I mean, he came in – I know that there's been a lot of talk about his weight and his shape and stuff like that yeah. by a lot of Jets fans. And I think some of that has really just been pushed by the media. Makai Beckton came <laughs> yeah, in in extremely good shape this offseason. You, you saw the pictures. Oh, you saw yeah. the videos. He was very cut and lean. Honestly, in my opinion – he looked better this year than he did when we drafted him. And he was in pretty decent that's shape right, then. That's right. But when he came in to the was a big old thing. He looked like, when we first oh. took him, he looked like something you would see in the WWE. I mean, he just looked massive. Yeah, I'm so- all <laughs> yeah, he was, you know man, what I'm saying? Look, he got to be, take, he be taking on the Undertaker or something. That man looked huge, yeah, boy. But dude, he was a little slimmer dad, now. He, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, his dad is big like that. You see where he gets it from. Like, his dad is a big <laughs> oh, yeah, dude like that as well. They drafted him. They showed the video of his parents. Yeah. So his dad is a big man. I see where he get it from. His, his father is a yeah. big guy. That's a Back. big man. Back. Back. 
So when you <laughs> now, my final question before I let you yeah. go, really quickly, if you could just sure. bring in the heat, man. So my final question for you is if you're the Jets general manager, because we talked a little bit about uh-huh. free agency, and you're trying to bring yeah. players in, what do you say to players that are not Jets that make them want to be Jets? What are you telling them in that meeting to get them to want to sign with the New York Jets? Well, I would just tell them uh, we're building something special here. It may not it may not be showing right now in the stat column, but it's just a matter of time. And when it flips, it's going to explode. Once this thing turns, it's going to turn very, very quickly. I think it will show signs of doing that this year. And I had predicted mm. 2023. People think I'm crazy because that's a short span of time, a short window. But once this team builds their offensive line, adds a couple of core pieces to get that defense stabilized, Zach Wilson starts feeling comfortable and playing relaxed like we saw him do against the Titans, the Jets will be mm-hmm. a scary franchise. They'll be very, very scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had the opportunity to watch the Buffalo Bills and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. That was one hell of a show. I think we'll have a chance to build an offense with the capability that will be similar to those teams. We can move. we got a quarterback that's freaky. He's mobile. He has a cannon arm. He can make every throw in the book. He can create with his legs and emphasize. We'll have a chance to be very similar to Buffalo and Kansas City. You watch what I tell you, and we're going to be in the mix. I had predicted 2023 mm. the Jets will shock people and be playing for the Super Bowl in a very short time, and I'm going to stick to that. Wow. I believe they will. Okay. I'm still. Okay, I believe they're good. going to be strong enough. Right now they're not strong enough, but by 2023, they will be strong enough because I believe the 2023 offseason, they will have more flexibility. Like some of the positions people want the Jets to go in, like safety and all that, they can't do it this year. But you watch 2023, they'll have more flexibility to take a look at safety, to take a look at linebacker and strengthen those positions. And that's what's going to really get them over for 2023. Zach Wilson will be throwing for over 4,000 yards. We're going to get massive production from quarterbacks. Tight end, you know what I'm saying? Running back, running for a thousand yards. You watch what I tell you. It's, it's going to be tremendous. Mm. With Michael, okay, Carl. listen, listen. You bringing the heat? I can't do nothing yep. but respect that. I can't do nothing but respect it. <laughs> so listen, my friend, I gotta go, man. Listen, I want to thank you for calling in. It's always phenomenal to speak with you. I know you got to do your thing. You got work. You got, but I want to hear from you more often, my friend. We're going to again. You know, we're going oh, to continue yeah. these shows. Draft coming up, free agency coming up. I want to hear from you. Oh yeah, you will. We'll definitely talk again. I think you launching your show on Tuesday nights is perfect. I'm usually off on Monday and Tuesday, so give me opportunity mm. to tune in and call in mm. and talk to you and some of your uh, some of your panel. Well, I really enjoy your program. You've done an excellent job. I've seen you grow from a smaller platform, and you, you're really doing a good job. Keep Absolutely. Good Thank work. you so much, man. I really appreciate it. You have yourself a good night, my friend. You too now, and you take care. All right. You take care. Listen, we got we got a lot of stuff going on. Salute to everyone that, that calls in, you know, listens and, and everything. You know what I'm saying? I really, really appreciate y'all. Really appreciate y'all takes, you know what I'm saying, and everything. I'm going to take this one last caller. We're going to go to Michael really quickly. Michael, just give me this, this take really, really quickly, Michael. Give me your thoughts about the New York Jets' tight end position. Who are you taking in free agency? Would you take Gasecki, Schultz? Who are you taking, man? 
Everyone's talking about Schultz, but I do like Kaseki better. He reminds me of uh, Ertz, you know, someone that is more of a receiver. And like you said, you can pick. You can pick a. I wouldn't go. You were talking to the other gentleman about picking a tight end at ten. That's absolutely out of the question. Mm-hmm. And if you miss out okay. on Trade McBride at thirty-five, you have Jake Ferguson. You have uh, you know Kohler. You got a number of guys that are at the Reese uh, Senior Bowl that the Jets are actually coaching. They're getting yep. a first-hand look at these guys. So mm-hmm. it, it's not to panic. They're going to be there in the third, fourth round. Ruckert will be there. He's just like Schultz, Ruckert. Six foot five, a big body, mm-hmm. blocking tight end. You know, you could even go two tight ends and don't even uh, address it in the three agents. You can, do, you can mm-hmm. pick two in this draft. They'll be there yeah. in the third and fourth yeah. round. So yeah. it's, it's nothing yeah. to worry about. I would even – you would t- the last caller about Kenyon Green – I've been following him, too, the whole college season. He is a monster. Actually, he's ranked the best guard out of all the interior linemen, the mm. best pure guard. So, yeah, getting yeah, him and be. putting him in on, on the opposite side of AVT, wonderful. Yeah, Good that would that would be – I mean, I'm telling you, that would be the move for us. But listen, Michael, i got to close out my show. So I want to thank you for you calling. you call in earlier, my friend. You know I want to talk to you. You know that, all right? Oh, I've been li- I've been listening though. I've been listening. I was hearing a lot of <laughs> good stuff. Absolutely. Right. You have a good night, man. Have a good one, John. Right. <laughs> I want to thank Michael for calling in again. I try to get to these texts, but we got to close out this show. You know what I'm saying? We got a two-hour show. We have a lot of fun, but you know, you know how they be hating, y'all. Didn't- you know, <laughs> so listen again. I want to thank everybody for calling in. It's been a phenomenal show. I really love connecting with people. So I'm gonna go ahead and close the show out tonight. I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing what you folks about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well. All right, that is Young J zero 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 to three zeros. Go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will troll you right back. And I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. All right, we got a lot of problems along the offensive line, but left guard is not one of them. I'm just saying, fight on. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a homer. I'm just saying, you want to get a guard, you want to get a good player, go to USC. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Drake London ends up on the Jets. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying much. I'm just saying that. If you want to follow the show's page as well, at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe as well, go ahead and follow that page. Let's go back and forth on there as well. Talk about the Jets. Talk about everything. I'm also on YouTube as well. Okay, go to YouTube, search Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on Subscribe to the page there. Turn on your notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, if you want to troll me, you can troll me there as well in the comments. Let's go back and forth. I'll troll you right back with no issues. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, okay? Free hugs for everyone that will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for taking the time out of your day to call in. I want to thank you folks again for listening to the show. Without you people, I am absolutely nothing. Thank you again for taking the time out of your day to call in. And listen to the show. You folks are the absolute best, all right? You folks have a good one. Peace.